I think your generation, my generation, we have an identity problem. And we have an identity problem so much so that we don't necessarily know who we are. We wear a lot of different masks. We don't want to let everybody in. We don't want to let anybody see the real us. And so sometimes what happens when we wear so many masks, we actually kind of forget who we really are. And so sometimes what happens with that is it bleeds over into our church life, and then our church life bleeds over somewhat into our real life. And we're just asking this question of who am I? So what we want to do over the next eight weeks is we want to attempt to answer that question. What is it to be a Christian? What is it to follow Christ? Simply that. So tonight, as we kick things off, what I want you to do is I want you to put on a thinking cap. I want you to to try to stay with me because I'm going to teach something different that I've never done before in my life. And it's something that I really struggled with when I was in college. And so today you're getting college class for free. Is everybody good with that? It's going to be a little crazy, okay? Tonight, here's what I want you to do. Don't get distracted by your neighbors. Don't be a distraction and try to stay with me. Everybody got it? My name is Mike, by the way. In case we haven't met, I am the student pastor here. I'm excited you're here. I'm excited to lead you guys. Seriously, it's going to be a great night. Let's jump into this. Tonight, picture yourself as born and living in a cave your whole life. All right, everybody got it? You've been born in this cave and you lived in this cave your entire life, but not only do you live in a cave, you're stuck in this cave by being chained up against this wall and you're so stuck that you're stuck in this cave that you can only face one way and you only get to see one wall and it's barely any light in the cave and you've gotten so used to this that occasionally... You see images that come across this wall. These images are all you've ever seen, and so you believe they are reality. What you don't recognize is at this point what you've been seeing is only shadows. Your captors, the people who have taken you, have been behind you this whole time, casting shadows on the cave wall with mere objects from the dim glow of a fire. What you thought your whole life was real was actually just fake. But one day, I want you guys to stay with me, keep imagining, okay, just put yourself in your shoes right here. Everything changes. You're miraculously set free from your chains, and when you turn around, you realize there's an opening to this cave, and there's light that's actually coming from that. There's a real world outside of this cave. And so what you do is you start to move towards the brightness. And it's harsh at first. It hurts your eyes. But then you find a whole new world that you can live freely in. Now you can see by the real light of the sun. It hurt at first. But now you see people, you see trees, you see animals, and you see everything around You see, the old cave was just counterfeiting the truth. You might have been fooled when you were in the cave, but now 
You know the truth. And then it clicks on you. There's still people who are stuck in that cave. There's still people who, who believe that the shadows are the real thing. And so what you do is you rush back to the cave. And when you get to the cave and you take one step in, you start to realize you can't see anymore because your eyes have adjusted to the lights. And now you're stumbling your way through this cave to try to find the other captive people inside of it. When you finally get to those captive people, you start to try to describe all the amazing things you've seen. You've seen water. You've seen your reflection in the water. You've seen the sky, the clouds, the birds. You've seen the sun. You've seen openness, freedom. There's no longer a cave on top of you. And the people that are in this cave, they look at you and they say, what are you talking about? You have lost your mind. Why don't you just get back into your chains and live how you're supposed to live? You would be so frustrated, right? Don't you think so? This cave scenario was imagined by the Greek philosopher Plato around 2,000 years ago. I think it's still relevant in our world today. You see, in our case, the evil and sin of this world keeps us chained in darkness, believing only in the shadows and lies But God sets us free and allows us to live in his marvelous light. You see, the difference between these worlds are startling at first, right? The Christian faith teaches us how Jesus helps us live a true life in the light of God's goodness. And that's what we want to dive into. That's what we want to really get into throughout this series is what is the Christian faith. Because here's the thing. Everybody believes in something. Everyone does. Whether it's religion or spirituality or or just ideas of how the world should work. Everyone believes in something. And I heard this phrase when I was in seminary. It was this, what we think about God is the most important thing about us. Let me say it again. What we think about God is the most important thing about us. You see, what a person believes about God, even for those who say they don't believe in God, determines everything else in their lives. What we believe about God determines how we will see the world. And how we see ourselves and how we will live our lives. Think about this just for a second with me. Think about the worst person you know. Don't say their name. You got it? Everybody got it? The worst person you know. The person who realistically you don't want anything to do with them. Now, just for a second, I want you to imagine... What if they were to give their heart to God? Do you think it would change them? You got it? Don't say it out loud, okay? You got it? The way you just answered that question right there tells you everything you know about God. It tells you everything you believe about God. It tells you if you think he really can change people or not. And so tonight, what I want to do is I want to dive into this a bit with you. 
I want to examine this whole God thing with all of us here. I want to see how God changes everything. Three simple points tonight, and you'll go to your small groups. The first one is this. Just like the story we just talked about, every single one of us on the face of this earth, we're all chained. I know what you're thinking because I've been in the exact place you are. I'm not chained. Look at me. I am free. I can do whatever I want to do. Now think back to Plato's allegory of the cave just for a second. No matter how familiar you are with the darkness of this world, we can all relate to Plato's cave. We don't all have physical chains on us, right? Our actual people who are holding us hostage. But we all experience the lies of this world, that they want to hold us prisoner and keep us from living in the freedom that God has for us. Think about it just for a second. You guys are teenagers. You've seen this. What are people bound by? Think about it just for a second. What have you seen in your own family? You've seen people bound by addictions. You've seen people bound by pride. You've seen people bound by, I only care about doing what's best for me. You've seen people bound by so many different things. You see that some people are are, are weighed down by their own actions or they're weighed down by hurtful words that other people have said. And most of us at one time or another struggle with thinking we're not enough. We're not this good enough. We're not that good enough. You can fill in the blank with whatever it is that that you're not good enough with, right? Like like when you start to to think about it, you're not good looking enough. You're not smart enough. You're 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 not good enough for your family. And all these things make us feel like we can't be loved enough by God or by the people who we want to love us. You see, everyone in some way or another experiences this lie that freedom is not for you. And I thought about this and I was digging into my own life and I can remember being a middle school boy and I can remember being that sixth grade guy and I can remember people telling me like, you're not good enough, you're not funny enough, you're not good looking enough. And I can remember feeling like I was this big, right? I remember being so just embarrassed by who I was. And never thinking that, like, like, I would ever become who I am today. I can never remember, like, like I can remember the time when I first gave my heart to Christ and, and, like, it changing the way I saw God. Because I knew that he cared about me. What about you? What's your story? What are you willingly serving? What are you being held back by right now? Is there anything big or small in your life that that, that is holding you back from living an authentic life when it comes to God's love? When we start to think about these things, they don't necessarily feel good, right? It's not like we want to go share this with everybody else. But that's okay. It's okay. There's good news. The good news is point number two. We can all be set free. We know that the darkness is real, but so is God's light that it spells the darkness. The lies that we have been captive to do not have to hold us forever. God's love is stronger than the shadows of the things that we are believing in. 
You see, our God is a rescuer. He's not afraid of the dark. In fact, God sent his son Jesus to come into our cave to break the chains behind us, that bind us and call us into the reality of God's love. Listen to this verse. I, I absolutely love what Peter writes here. 1 Peter 2.9 tells us this. You are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Guys, the truth of the matter is that some of us, we're okay with hanging out in the darkness. We're okay with saying, you know what, like everybody else is doing it, so why can't I? We're okay with saying, hey, you know, like just, 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 I, I just want a little taste of what this world has to offer. I don't want to be labeled by them as the weird Christian kid. I don't want to chase after God yet because, well, that's not the cool thing to do. You're a chosen people. God loves you. You've been chosen. You've been called out. God's very own possession he claims you. He says, you are mine. When you enter a relationship with him, when you enter into the covenant of his love, you become his. And it says you become his very own possession. And you are his possession so you can show others the goodness of him. You no longer walk in the darkness. No, you walk now in the light. Now I want you to think about something just for a second. Have you ever experienced something so great that you had to tell everyone else about how amazing it was? Think about it just for a second. What is that one thing, like, like, like if you had to go and share, like, like you tried something and, and you have to tell somebody else about it. I bet you've got something in your mind right now. Look to the person to your left or to your right and share it with them. What was that one thing? Like you thought it was the best thing ever. And when you shared it with somebody, they were just like, mm. go ahead. Okay, good, 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 good. I'm going to give you a couple more seconds to wrap up, okay? Okay, so let me tell you about me, okay? I'm officially an old man. I've come to realize it. I'm 35 now and like I'm not going to be cool anymore. I'm not going to be hip and that's okay. I am who I am. I'm confident in that. Uh, my wife, Jessica, she serves with us, um, and, and she sends me things on Instagram that I don't open for days because I just don't get on Instagram that often, right? And so I can remember, Jessica sends me a lot of reels, and, and maybe you like reels, maybe you don't like reels, maybe you guys don't have social media, maybe you do. So we do this kind of thing, like, where we go back and forth and, and send each other reels, and I open hers every few days, and she opens mine. I don't even know how often she opens mine. But I can remember this one time I told her, I said, Jess, you, you have got to watch this 
real. It is, forgive my English here, it's the funniest real I've ever seen in my life. There's nothing that's ever going to be funnier than this, okay? And so um, she sees it. Let me just go ahead and tell you what it is, okay? It's, um, you guys all saw the China air balloon that went across a couple weeks ago, right? Everybody saw that? Well, somebody took an old, this is terrible. I shouldn't say that in church. And somebody took an old Budweiser blimp and put it going over China. And just everybody was just freaking out. And it was the funniest thing ever to me. And I'm like, Jess, you have to see this. It's so funny. She looks at it. She kind of laughs. And that was it. Right? To me, I'm like, this is literally, no, no, no. I don't think you understand, like, why this is funny. She's like, no, it's, it's okay. That's, that's funny, right? Like, it, it's okay. So that thing that you just shared about, if somebody doesn't find whatever it is that you found to be the most amazing thing ever, I would be willing to bet that you want to look at them and you just want to shake them a little bit and say, what is wrong with you? Like, 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 don't you understand? This is the truth. I'm telling you the truth. You've got to see this. You have to understand how amazing this is. I think that's what we're supposed to be as Christians. I think we're supposed to understand this truth, this freedom that we have. That we're no longer bound by the chains of this world. That we're no longer stuck in the darkness. That God has freed us. And now we've got a chance to go share it with the world. We've got a chance to share with them the most amazing news ever. That we are free. And they can be free too. For the Apostle Paul, he knew this truth. And he knew it probably better than a lot of us. He wanted people to get it so badly. That one day he's talking, he's writing a letter to the church of Corinth, and he says this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse number 3, he says this. He says, if the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from the people who are perishing. Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand the, this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we wouldn't we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Let me break that down for you really quick, okay? Here's what Paul's saying to these people. He's saying, once you experience the reality of Jesus, the shadows, they no longer satisfy you. Like the things of this world, they, that's not it, guys. Caring about what everybody else thinks about you, that's not going to be the way anymore. You're not going to be stuck in this chains of caring about what everybody else says. It's all about finding the freedom that Jesus offers. The freedom that his blood gives you. But here's the thing. I know it doesn't sound that cool, right? Like, I mean, I, I know, like, as a teenager, you want to go and try things. As a teenager, you're told you only get one life, so live it to the mats, right? 
But what if the mats that you're being told about isn't the mats of what your life really could be? What if God has a completely different mats that you would experience and that, that when you taste it, you really start to get a, just, a, 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 just something that can't be satisfied because he's got something so much better for you. But you don't get it because you're settling for the things of the shadow world. Point number three. God's bigger and better than our chains. He's bigger and better and stronger than our captives in our caves. God is the most high, the most holy, the most righteous. So he has no need to chain us, right? He's got no need to, the, 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 here's what I think happens sometimes is we hear God wants you to live this way. You've got to be this kind of boss in order to be a Christian, and if you step out of line at all, then guess what? You're probably not a Christian. And guess what? You're, you're not going to be accepted by those people. What if God's saying, hey, you know what? Like, I, I got something bigger for you. You know what? I, I want to use you to change your school. I want to use you to change your family line. I want to use you to change everything about your family's history. I, I want to start a spark inside of you that completely wrecks everything else that's ever happened in your family. I want to change this world, and I want to use you to do it. The Apostle Paul, he was that guy. The Apostle Paul, he went around persecuting Christians. If you don't know what persecuting means, it means he was killing them. Okay? He wasn't a good guy. He was hunting people down. He was killing them just because they said Jesus was God. One day, the Apostle Paul meets Jesus on the road to going to kill some more Christians. He says, stop it. Don't do it anymore. Live changed. And he does. And here's what he does. He starts to live a life that's completely changed. Instead of killing Christians, he now becomes one. And he goes and he starts telling everybody about how they should be one now too. This gets Paul in a lot of trouble. And one day when he's in Athens, he sees a lot of idols around the city he's in. And the leaders, they call him. And they say, hey, what are you doing? Check out this story. It's crazy. Acts chapter 17. So Paul, standing before the council, addressed them as follows. Men of Athens, I notice you are very religious in every way. For as I was walking alone, I saw your, your many shrines. And one of your altars had this inscription on it, to an unknown God. This God whom you worship without knowing is the one I'm telling you about. Listen to how Paul knew this God. He says this. He is the God who made the world and everything in it. And since he is the Lord of heaven and earth, he doesn't live in man-made temples. And human hands can't serve his needs, for he has no needs. He himself gives life and breath to everything, and he satisfies every need. 
Guys, I got to tell you, when you start to experience God like Paul did, when you start to understand how big and how powerful, how mighty he truly is, you start to understand how the things of this world can no longer satisfy your desires anymore. You start to understand how you truly are being bought into what Satan is telling you. Hey, listen, I want to keep you stuck in your desires. I want to keep you stuck on the things that everybody else says you have to be. But Jesus says, hey, I want you to live free. I want you to to seriously live a life of freedom. That's why Jesus gave his life for you, right? Jesus experienced the darkness of this world. The darkness of death put him in a cave. The tomb that was his grave couldn't hold him. It couldn't keep him. He was not defeated by it. He conquered death and darkness, and his tomb is empty today. So that we can get out of the caves of this world. Jesus said this in John chapter 8 verse 28. He said, I am the light of this world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in the darkness. Because you will have the light that leads to life. Guys, Jesus promises light. He promises to show you where to go. He promises to say, hey, guess what? You are now free. Don't live this way anymore. He says, hey, I will take you. I will bring you with me. Spend time in my word. Spend time in prayer. Spend time going to church. Spend time with others who are like me. Catch what they're trying to teach you. Catch how I want you to live. Catch this mission that I have for your life and go and follow it with everything you have. One final thing for you to think about. Have you ever walked into a dark room and you couldn't see anything? It takes a little bit, but your eyes, they finally start to adjust, right? You can see just a little bit better. I'm afraid for most of us in here, we've gotten used to the darkness. The darkness in our lives. We've gotten used to playing this game of, I'm a Christian, but I'm still love this world, and I'm still of this mindset that, that I can pursue everything this world has to offer. Where Jesus is saying, hey, now, it's time to give it up. It's time to chase after me. Simply put, don't, don't get used to the darkness. Walk in clarity of the light that is Jesus, right? Walk in freedom, guys. We, we've got a choice to make. Do we want to be free or do we want to be stuck in what Satan tells us we want? See, Satan wants nothing more than for you to keep caring about the shadows. But God wants so much more for you. This Christianity thing, this whole thing about believing in God, it's truly about a life change. It's not about following unnecessary rules. It's not about always being perfect and holy. Instead, it's about following the one true God who created this world, who says, hey, I've got a better path for you. I've got a way I want you to walk and live. But you have to be willing to step out into the light. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes the darkness is easier, right? Sometimes, like, 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 we've gotten used to it. I don't want to go out there. It's going to hurt my eyes if I step out there. What's it look like for you to pursue Christ in your whole life?
And that becomes your identity. Let me pray over you guys as you go to life groups. God, tonight, I pray that, Lord, you will show us our relationships with you. God, you'll show us the things we're holding on to, God. That, Lord, we need to give up. The things we're allowing to just keep us captive, God. The things that, Lord, we don't understand why we want them so much. But, God, we know we need to give them up. And, God, we're scared to give them up. And so, Father, I pray that, Lord, you'll burden our hearts to say, hey, I don't want to be stuck in this anymore. Instead, God, I want to live as a chosen person. I want to live as a royal priest. God, I want to follow what you have for me. So tonight, God, I just pray that, Lord, we'll be real. I pray that, God, we'll just open our hearts, God, and that, Lord, we will let you just work in our hearts. And that, God, we will identify you, God, as creator first. God, sustainer of life. And, Father, we'll stop falling short to what our eyes are seeing, the things we want of this world. Lord, change us, God, from the inside out. Lord, we love you. We thank you. And be with us as we go to groups. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.